The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to shadyrays.com, use the code SGPN for 50% off, two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses. We're also brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast's tailor-made stealth two-driver giveaway. Head up to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver to enter today before the big join on April the 8th. We're also brought to you by Baseball Money is Fake, our fantasy baseball podcast. Join Blake and Ryan three times a week. Get all the player breakdowns and statistical data that you need to dominate. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne, up in the northeast of England. Today is the 4th of April, and we are here to handicap 13 MLB games for Wednesday, April the 5th. Um, That was the first false start of the season, which on day five, for me, is particularly good. Uh, Joining us, it's the youth team tonight. Um, First of all, uh, from somewhere in New York, slash New Jersey, I forget every time, Mr. Dylan Rockford. Dylan, how are you doing? How's it going, boys? Good to be with you. Uh, I can't wait. I'm going to uh, the Mets home opener on Thursday, so should be a good game in uh, Queen. Should be a hot one, too, around 80, they say. Oh, nice. Beautiful, man. Very, very, very jealous. Um, and also number 77 is here, Noah Benick. How are you doing? How's it going, Malcolm? Going pretty well. Uh, you know, I'm ready to talk some baseball. Yeah. Um, not much day baseball today. We've got the Padres taking on the D-backs. Um, and I haven't had this game on, Dylan, but you were just telling us that Manny Machado has been tossed yeah, he uh, argued he got caught on a violation for a strike three, wasn't in the batter's box. And then he tried, he said something, and the umpire took his mask off, like, What did you just say to me? Just toss him <laughs> real quick. Love it. He's uh, yeah, he's got a bit of previous Manny Machado, but he's, he's actually been quite well behaved for a couple of seasons. I think most of his yeah. uh, most of his shenanigans are a little bit more historical, but um, yeah, I kind of I took the unders on that game actually. So one of the premium bats getting thrown out. Um, doesn't do me any harm at all. So yeah, not much, uh, not much daytime stuff going on. Last night was okay. I hit my first dog of the season. Thankfully, we got the Kansas City Royals. I think there's quite a few of us picked that game. Um, I took Johnny Cueto under on the strikeouts. Um, Johnny Cueto has made his way to the IL today, so. Um, I think I was a little bit lucky because he was feeling something. He got pulled after two innings. Although, to be honest, he never looked like he was going to strike any batters out anyway. Uh, so that was a nice pick. So, yeah, things are looking up a little bit. Uh, Noah, how did you go last night? I wasn't on the show last night, but uh, the national championship didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. So uh, you kind of kind of ran away with it. Like a lot of people expected, I was kind of in the minority there. Uh, and Dylan, what happened to the Mets last night? Oh my God! Um, remotes almost got thrown through the TV. Oh I'll no! Say, I'll bad. say that. Um, Cookie Carrasco is garbage. That man is. <laughs> it it was it was bad. Ten nothing. Uh, overall, two and four on the night yesterday for me. Uh, we get there. Keep fading the Nationals. Uh, got there with the Braves comeback win against the Cardinals, but. Under had no chance, and then the White Sox got blown out. Uh, Nelson Cruz just hit a home run, so 2 nothing right now for the Padres, so looking good. 
Okay. Um, yeah, so tomorrow uh, we've got all the day baseball. It's great for me. Um, game start at 5.30 uh, local time for me. And it's what? Man, there's just about an entire slate. 12 of the um, 13 games that we're going to cover um, are all at a time suitable suitable for me to watch. Must be a, a travel day in MLB. Uh, we'll get on to the games um, after I've told you about our headline sponsor, Shady Rays. Um, kick off the new baseball season with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarised shades, customisable snow goggles and much more. Um, Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product as good as any expensive pair that we've worn, durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoors. If you lose or break them, even on day one, they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked, so you can wear them with plenty of confidence. Shady Rays can help you look good and feel good. Today, they've donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. And if you don't love them, you can exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com, use the code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Tomorrow we'll kick off early, 5.35 um, local time uh, for me, which is 12.35 Eastern between the Chicago Cubs and the Cincinnati Reds. Marcus Stroman takes the ball for the Cubs. Hunter Green goes for the Cincinnati Reds. Um, I have lines of, uh, it's a match, minus 110 each of two. They cannot be split. Uh, the total is set at eight and a half. Uh, the bookies can't split them. Noah, can you? Last season, Hunter Green faced the Cubs three times, where he was two and one with a four-eight ERA. And this current roster has hit him hard in the past with a slugging percentage of eight thirty-three. Um, Stroman, on the other hand, has been much better in his career against the Reds, four and one with a two fifty-five ERA. And last year, he was two and zero against them with a two forty-four. Uh, he also had eight and seven strikeouts for those that are interested in K props. Um, plus, this year, Stroman has that new swing and miss pitch. I, I believe it's a slurve. I didn't catch what pitch it was on the broadcast watching most, multiple games, um, but I know he added something to his repertoire here. He's been pitching really well in the WBC and then also of game one on opening day here. Um, so make sure you get the best price on this one because, as Mel said, um, it is even in a lot of places, but DraftKings has this one at minus 105 for the Cubs, and that will be my pick for the game. Okay, so the Cubbies uh, for Noah. Dylan, how did you see this one? Yeah, side in here with Noah as well. Cubs at the short number. I got it at minus 105 as well. I don't understand the price, really. I made the Cubs a minus 135 favorite. He, he outlined it perfectly. Stroman, he was fantastic in the WBC and in his first start. While Hunter Green, he only lasted three innings against the Pirates. And, you know, I know the Cubs aren't off to the best start either, but with their ace on the mound, I think this is a good bounce back spot for them to get back on track. So I'll take the Cubs as well on the road. Okay. Um, I actually went the other way on this one. Um, Mark Stroman did pitch well, and he kind of looks like the, I think the pitch clock will suit him. 
Um, that that kind of momentum and just the rhythm Marcus Stroman should get into. Uh, did pitch really well. I'm going to give Hunter Green another chance. We did like him. Um, like Dylan says, he, he pitched three and one third and gave up five hits and three in runs. Struck out eight batters. Um, so he's going to get plenty of strikeouts. I like Hunter Green um, and I like the Reds at home. Um, and as again, as Dylan said, I'm not sure the Cubs have started too well. So yeah, I'll take the other side of that. Give me the... Uh, the Reds on the money line, please. Uh, next up is a 105 Eastern first pitch between the Tampa Bay Rays and the Washington Nationals, where the lefty Shane McClanahan will pitch for the Rays and Patrick Corbin, left-handed pitcher, pitches for the Washington Nationals. The Rays are minus 250. Um, the Nationals are plus 180. The total here is set at 8.5. Um, and is... Uh, 1-0, he had a pretty straightforward outing um, against the Detroit Tigers um, on debut last week. Uh, pitched six innings um, in that one. Uh, Patrick Corbin. Patrick Corbin, I watched this game. It was the opening day game against the Atlanta Braves. He, he only got through three innings, gave up seven hits um, and three walks. But only two earned runs. I thought Corbin was a little bit unlucky. Um, however, um, he's very, very difficult to recommend, even if, if even if I think he was slightly unfortunate um, last week. There's no reason at all not to expect a solid outing uh, from Shane McClanahan. Tampa Bay Rays are rolling as well. They've got off to a really nice start, scoring scoring runs. They hit lefties really well last year, Tampa Bay. Um, I think Noah might have pointed that out on last night's show. Um, they hit um, 256 against left-handed pitching. And this is not a very exciting play. Um, Tampa Bay Ray on the run line is around a price of about minus 130. So, yeah, I'm not going to win any prizes, but I just can't see any other outcome, unfortunately. Um, so I'll have to stick that in the book as a, as a little bit of a pot builder. Um, Noah, it was, it was you, I think, talking about Tampa Bay against left-handed pitching last night, was it not? If it oh, you was. were on the show last night. Was it the night before? I was I was on the show last night. If it was me, I don't. Oh, it was remember. Dylan, wouldn't you? If it was me, I don't remember when I did it or who it was for. But um, yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> for, for me, I'm going to go to this. Um, the Tampa Bay Rays bullpen has done Tampa Bay Rays bullpen type things so far this season with a 208 ERA. That's good for sixth in the MLB to start it off. Uh, start off the year here and Patrick Corbin, as you mentioned, uh, maybe didn't get the benefit of the doubt from the baseball gods in the opening game, but in his recent history against the Rays, he has, and the stat cast numbers do not uh, project that it should have been that way. His expected batting average is about 40 points higher, slugging 130 points higher. So the Rays should be hitting him a little bit harder than they have in the past. And that's where I'm going to go here with kind of like the prediction of how this game is going to go. The Rays team total might not be a bad idea for the first five innings. I mean, it's Patrick Corbin after all. That's kind of like where our sweet spot's been against him. And I'm trying to look up what the number is. It's, it's minus 125 for the minus one and a half with McClanahan on the mound. And that's not a bad price at all, in my opinion. 
Yeah, um, it was really difficult to come to kind of any other conclusion without going out on a limb for the sake of it. Dylan, did you find anything in this game? No, uh, same thing as you guys. We'll do a team ride. I got the Rays at minus 125 at um, at uh, minus one and a half at minus 125. Uh, just continue to fade the Nationals. Patrick Corbin, I think he did get a little unlucky, but he did look bad, I think. And I just think the Rays, Noah outlined it the best. You know, they have one of the best pitching staffs in the league right now. They're doing, they're already in midseason form with their bullpen. I think they roll them again. You know, it, it must be nice for the Rays. They start the season with the Tigers and then they get the Nationals. So uh, let's and just continue to feed the Nationals. Oh, so they might start 9 and 0. So uh, I like the Rays That's what here. I said as well. <laughs> yeah. That's like great. It. Yeah. Noah mentioned that yesterday. And I think there was somebody, um, somebody on Twitter actually. Yeah, um, message this afternoon. Yeah, ten win it, uh, ten wins. So yeah, that's a nice move. Um, yeah, so not a hugely inspiring game there. This one is a whole lot better. This pitching matchup, um, one hundred five Eastern first pitch. The Philadelphia Phillies and the New York Yankees. Aaron Nola for the Phillies and Garrett Cole for the New York Yankees. So two genuine studs on the hill. The Phillies are plus one hundred five. The Yankees minus one thirty eight. The total here. He set it seven. Uh, Dylan, this is a bit more like it. Yep. Uh, I like the Yankees here at home. You know, I got them at a minus 130. I made them a minus 155 favorite with Cole on the mound. I, I agree. I think it should be a good pitching matchup here between him and Nola. You got to think Aaron Nola is going to have a better start than he did opening day. He did not look good against the Rangers. Now he's pitching in a hitter's ballpark. I think he needs to come out and I think he needs to limit batters. He is one and one in his career versus the Yankees while Cole, he's five and three with a three one two ERA. The bats have not come alive either for the Phillies, which is concerning because that was the one area we all expected them to be solid in. And the Yankees, their bats, they're hot right now. They've been producing runs. They just had eight last night. I can't back the Phillies in this spot. I think I think their bats will come alive, but not in this spot. I think this is a good price for Cole at home. So I'm going to take the Yankees here on the money line. Uh, my handicap of this was exactly the same, you know, and the, the, the Phillies bats, I, it, it's almost as if that Reese Hoskins injury um, on the back of Bryce Harper, they look a little bit shell-shocked, um, Philadelphia. They almost feeling sorry for themselves. Um, Garrett Cole was really, really good. Uh, an excellent pitching matchup, actually, against Logan Webb um, on opening day last week. But I thought that price was great. Minus 138, so if you're telling me there's a minus 130 on the Yankees, um, I'm absolutely... Um, more than happy to take that. So uh, two for two on the Yankees, Noah. Hey, Dylan, uh, did you state the total that you set this game at by chance? Yeah, I set I'm my total at 7.1. Okay, so it's six and a half and seven, depending on where you're looking. Yeah. I don't actually mind the over here with the way that the Phillies have looked pitching-wise. Um, their bullpen has not had the greatest start yet either. With 11.30 ERA, that's 30th in the MLB, um, and the Yankees have good numbers against Nola in their history. <clears throat> and also, uh, Garrett Cole in the, what was it, eight games that he's faced Philly, doesn't have great numbers against them either. Uh, so Aaron Nola has, uh, I mean, Yankees hitters against Nola have a 294 batting average um, with a 560 slug. And Garrett Cole has a, or Philly's hitters against Garrett Cole has a 345 average with a 460 slug. Um, 
Yankee sitters to watch in this game. Josh Donaldson, he's batting 375 against Nola with two bombs. Anthony Rizzo, uh, 333 with two bombs. And John Carlos Stanton, 313 with two bombs. Stanton's been uh, finding his groove here lately. And then I'll, I'll do the same with the Phillies here because Kyle Schwarber's hitting 273 with two home runs as well. Um, eight hits off of Garrett Cole. So just some bats to keep an eye on in this matchup as well. Okay, love all of that, Noah. Uh, we will move on to a one ten Eastern first pitch between the four and Minnesota Twins and the Miami Marlins. Uh, Pablo Lopez pitches for the Twins. His Lazardo, left-handed pitcher, goes for the Marlins. Uh, it's another match. It's another um, minus one ten each of two here. Um, second one on the slate. The total is set at seven. Uh, Noah, are you going to say this is a Pablo Lopez revenge game? You bet. Uh, oh, my God. Don't start. I mentioned this in the handicap yesterday, though. Like, I, I want – I don't know how good these twins are yet, in my opinion. I know you're high on them this season. But they've slaughtered a bad Royals pitching staff and then Johnny Cueto on Monday. Mm-hmm. I want to see how they do against Sandy on Tuesday. And – I mean, the the same thing kind of goes for their bullpen, too. Kansas City, we kind of expected them to do a little bit more, but they're a young lineup, and they haven't started the season great. And they're also playing Miami right now. So i really just having trouble judging this uh, Twins team early on this season. Um, but like you mentioned, this game, it's pretty simple to me. It's a Pablo Lopez revenge game, handicap. Um, I like Jesus Lazardo as well. He did have four walks, but he had five strikeouts, only gave up two hits, and had no runs against the Mets in his first game. My way of attacking this game would be a first five under or the Twins' money line at minus 110. If the Twins show me something against Sandy on Tuesday night, I will probably end up betting the Twins on Wednesday. Okay. Um, you know, I'm still not buying, uh, you're still not buying my Twins, Dylan. How, uh, how do you feel about them? I couldn't agree more with Noah. I don't buy the Twins either. Uh, no no play for me in this game, but I lean towards the fish at home. I made him a minus 110 favorite, but Pablo Lopez, he burnt me already on opening day. I was hoping for a nice uh, plus price here with the Marlins, but they did open up the favorite. I like Lazardo as well. You know, he was able to limit the Mets in his first start. But Noah laid it out. I think the revenge factor here for Pablo Lopez for trading him, he might show them up. It's a toss-up. I think this is a coin flip game. It should be a good game. Uh, I like the first five under if you're able to get like a four, four and a half. But uh, other than that, it's just to stay away from me. I have no real opinion. Yeah, um, I, I've written down revenge game because I knew you'd mention it. Uh, Jesus Lazardo was absolutely locked in against the Mets last week. He pitched really, really well. Um, and that I've gone for the under here. Um, like... I mentioned the Marlins last night. They, they just There's not enough offense there. Um, I mean, they were dead and buried in that game early on. Once Minnesota got to Johnny Cueto, you just never feel like the Marlins are going to um, provide enough offense to get back into the game. So this could be this could be a world record speed of game as well. This this could finish sort of one nothing in, in one hour, 48 minutes or something. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the under seven here behind a really strong start uh, from both Pablo Lopez and Jesus Lazardo. I like Lazardo, but four walks. I don't know if I would contribute that to be locked in. But uh, okay, yeah. I, I, like I say, 
I, I watched the game and I thought he, he looked really, he looked good. He, he pitched he really, really well. Yeah, I, I'm on the yeah, five I, under. I'm right there with you on the under. Just a little bit different way of skinning the cat, you know. I will accept your uh, your criticism, though. <laughs> um, I will also tell you about Sword Vitality. Ooh, uh, yeah, uh, self care is cool and manly, and you should be proud of taking care of yourself. Uh, 40% of men are affected by impotence at age 40, and nearly 70% of men are affected at the age of 70. Um, So stop buying dodgy gas station pills, hiding little blue pills in your sock drawer. Um, You manscape, but you should also be taking care of the plumbing. Sword Vitality helps increase your blood flow, helps you thrive as a man. Um, And talking about sword vitality should be as comfortable as anything else that men talk to their partners about the three main benefits are increased blood flow in ways that help you thrive as a man in the bedroom sword vitality can help increase your stamina and you don't have to hide it you can be proud of it Uh, so unsheath your sword swing visit swordvitality.com and use the promo code SGPN for a nice discount at the checkout that's swordvitality.com promo code SGPN we're brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast and their tailor-made driver contest. The contest is completely free to enter. Got a chance to win an awesome tailor-made driver. The draw will take place on Sunday, April the 8th. So make sure to get in by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. Uh, Noah, who's going to win the Masters? My pick would be Jordan Spieth. He, I hear from Cameron Kerr. He's the Easter buddy. He doesn't lose on Easter. Okay, like it. Uh, Dylan's frantically pointed somebody in the background. Who's that? Tiger. Oh, God. He only has one more in him. Let's what, go. Well, Dylan. What picture is that? It's from when, where? He won the, when he won the Masters in uh, 2019. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Um, I did an that, auction. It's kind of glary. Is, is it yeah. him walking up the fairway with everybody behind him? No, it's him celebrating. Ah, gotcha. You got to love that, it. It's Tiger. Yeah. That scene was awesome. So this might interest you then, Dylan. I'm uh, using Bet365 as we speak, and they do a super boost every day, and their master super boost today is Tiger Woods to make the cut. They've boosted it from minus 300 to plus 100. So do you want to send me a couple of hundred bucks for that plus 100 for Tiger to make the cut? Oh, 100%. If it was any other course, I'd be iffy, but it's Augusta. He knows it so well. I mean, it's hard for him not to make the cut, I feel like. Okay, well, you ping me, ping me a few quid, and I will uh, I'll invest, <laughs> and then what? 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 What's quid? What's quid? Quid? Money? Pounds? Slang for uh, slang Jesus. for pounds in England. That's Come on, okay. boys, pay attention. Um, yeah, I will. Um, every day on this podcast, I'll put the bet on for you. I'll take my ten percent out the winnings and send it straight back. Uh, no problem. Everyone's a winner. Uh, next up is. Uh, 115 Eastern first pitch, uh, the Atlanta Braves and the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Bryce Elder will go for the Atlanta Braves. Miles Mikolas for the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, we do have some lines, actually. This is a weird one. I'll, I'll give you the lines and explain what's happened here. Um, the Braves are minus 104. Sorry, plus 104. The Cardinals are minus 122. We have a total of eight and a half. Um, yeah, Max Fried's gone to the IL with a hammy um, and... Well, I handicapped this a few hours ago, like I normally do in the afternoon, and there was no pitcher um, who'd been announced for the Braves. Since I've been out and come back in, 
Um, we've seen that Bryce Elder has been promoted um, and he's going to draw the start. So, yeah, the the lines are only just newly out. So I didn't have an awful lot on this. I, I quickly had a look at Bryce Elder's lines from last season and he did all right. Um, mid three ERA, sort of in the single figure starts that he made. So not a huge issue, but obviously it's a drop off from Max Reed and a little problem for the Atlanta Braves. Miles Mikolas, we can handicap. Um, he got hit um, quite a lot by Toronto last week. Three and one third pitched, gave up 10 hits and five earned runs. I'm happy to give Mikolas another chance here. Um, I was kind of quite high on him last week. And like I say, I'm happy to put a line through that. He's much better at home as well. He had a 238 ERA at home last season. Um, Bryce Elder coming up. Don't know how prepared he is. Um, I'm happy to take this Cardinals lineup. They're very, very good. Um, and behind Michaelis, I think the minus 122 looks like a fair price. So it's St. Louis on the money line, um, just really behind the, the sort of the confusion involved in the Braves. And like I say, I like Michaelis at home. So um, I'm happy to take the cards, Dylan. Yeah, 100% agree. I'm going to fade the rookie getting called up. And I agree. I think we could put a line through his first start. You know, I I think that might have been his worst start of his career. So going to put a hole through that. And I think we get a nice bounce back spot here for the Cardinals. I agree. I think it's a short price too, minus 122 for the Cardinals. So I'll take them as well on the money line. Yeah, no bother. Uh, Noah, is it a team right? I've got nothing more to add. Um, personally, I I don't I don't know. I, I like the Braves. I think they're comparable to the Blue Jays when it comes to their lineups. And Michaelis is a little bit nerving for me as like the Cardinals ace type thing. So I'm not really going to be on the cards here. My play, if anything, it would be the over in this game. Okay, so Noah likes the runs uh, over eight and a half. Well, I'm not sure about that, but anyway, um, YouTube uh, comments open and lively as always. Um, we have, and I just want to say this out loud just once, um, Trevor Van Den Bosch Jones. What did you call him last night? TVDV Jones? Yeah, TVBDJ. T- oh, okay, TVDVJ. Uh, welcome. Uh, Joey D, um, he's fading the twins. That's not what... That's what these buffoons said, Joey. That's I said stick with the twins, so don't get those confused. Uh, Lane's in there I as well. Bet the twins. I said <laughs> nah, if, if they do well against Sandy. I don't know if. what they're like this year. Nah, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Uh, 135 Eastern first pitch is the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Boston Red Sox. What a mess this is. Um, I've got the Pittsburgh Pirates at a price of... Plus 140, Boston Red Sox, minus 188. Is that right? That seems very, very short. Um, the total set at nine. Um, it is um, Mitch Keller for Pittsburgh. It is Corey Kluber for Boston. Dylan, um, I've no idea what, what sort of how to handicap Boston, apart from, as we pointed out last night, just over as it's a system play. Yeah, we just got to keep blindly betting the overs here with the Red Sox. You know, they gone over in all four games this season. They're averaging 8.25 runs per game. It's insane. They have a decent lineup, but man, is their pitching god-awful. Even dating back to last year, uh, last season, the last five games between these clubs, 
they've skied over the total 7-6, So I think we should see plenty of runs here. We also have 10-mile-an-hour winds blowing out to right field, so that should help us a little. Uh, Mitch Keller and Coy Kluber, I think that's a recipe for a lot of runs. Uh, I think we just have to continue to bet the over until they show us they could limit batters, but until then... Anything under a nine and a half, I'm just going to blindly bet the over for the Red Sox, especially at Fenway. So over nine at minus 120, that's going to be the play for me. Yeah, this was a pretty straightforward handicap. I did exactly the same because why wouldn't you? Um, I actually watched quite a lot of the Boston game last night where um, myself and Noah were watching Cutter Crawford, who we picked up on waivers in TGFBI. And... It also, uh, another part of this, it looked really hard to field um, in Boston last night. The wind was swirling. It was cold. There was a bloop single that Kike Hernandez didn't get to. There was a pop-up that Rafael Devers. And then, I mean, there was a couple of just almost like pop flies that the wind just carried out of there. Um, yeah, there down a, by the... Homer too. <laughs> by the... Yeah, by the foul pools. Um, the... So, yeah, it was just, it was an ugly looking thing. I didn't think Cutter Crawford pitched that bad, but um, his numbers didn't do us many favours. No. But yeah, I just thought this had to go over, really. I, I was I was shown of other of other options other to take the over nine, though. Yeah, nothing more to add, just the over. <laughs> okay. Uh, short and sweet from 77. We will go to, yes, the top of the page. I remembered. What a guy. Uh, 140 Eastern is the New York Mets against the Milwaukee Brewers, where David Pitt, left-handed pitcher, will go for the Mets. Corbin Burns pitches for the Brewers. The Mets are the underdogs at plus 105. The Brewers minus 125. The total is seven and a half. Dylan Rockford, how about those Mets? Yeah, how about them? Uh, I like the Brewers in this spot. I also lean towards the under seven and a half. The under does scare me because we just saw the Brewers beat the Mets 10 nothing the other day. But uh, I think we see a nice bounce back spot from Burns. You know, he did. He didn't have it on opening day against the Cubs, uh, but he has had success against the Mets in the past. Whereas David Peterson, he kind of got lucky in his first start. He gave up a lot of hard contact, but he was able to get himself out of a lot of jams. And uh, Peterson, he's also uh, showed us that he struggles against the Brewers. Brewers last season so hopefully the Mets win today with Scherzer on the mound because I really think the Brewers are going to win tomorrow gonna get with a nice bounce back spot here with Burns I got the Brewers at a minus 140 favorite on the money line that's the limit I would go and I do lean under seven and a half okay uh Noah so Corbin Burns faced the uh, Mets twice last year in a 563 ERA in both of those games. He gave up seven runs and 11.2 innings. Um, he had only four strikeouts in that second game as well. We've seen Burns get off to these early struggles to start the season in years past. I think this is another tough matchup for him, and the Mets lineup pits pretty well against him with a 279 average and I'm pulling up some stats that I'll read too. It's uh we have uh uh Pete Alonzo hitting 333 against him with a home run. Uh he's 4 for 12 uh, against him also with a double there. So uh some bases there, but it's more like up and down this lineup that they just see success. The only one that doesn't actually is Francisco Lindor, eight strikeouts against Burns and 15 uh, at bats, but other than that, I, I like this uh, Mets lineup, and I think Peterson's kind of like flying under the radar a little bit here. I think uh, this is a nice price for the Mets here against Burns. 
Okay. Um, I took the under here, Noah, but you've kind of, you've got me wobbling a little bit on it. Uh, Peterson was good. And I think you have to expect better from Corbin Burns, the Brewers lineup. We've done okay, but I'm still unconvinced. Bryce Turan got himself a, a grand slam either last night or the night before. Um, I think he's going to see more action and could be a um, decent fantasy pickup for anyone who plays. And uh, yeah, the Mets bats um, haven't really got going yet. Dylan, just g- give us a little line on the Met, that Mets lineup. How are you feeling about that? Um, all right. I think Francisco Lindor, he struggled a little bit. Uh, Mark Hanna, eh, I'm all right on him. Uh, Brandon Nimmo, he's doing all right. He's struggling as well. He's only hitting 167. Francisco Lindor, 143. Pete Alonso, 167. Jeff McNeil, he's not hitting that good either, 190. Escobar, he's not even hit. He's hitting 063. So I'm not high on them. The Mets are struggling to open the gates, I think, hitting wise. The Mets have yes. a team OPS of 631, which ranks 25th in the MLB. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. That's a bit better. Okay, I'll stick with my under then. Under seven and a half uh, will be the line for that one on me. Uh, the next rocked. game is uh, 2.05 Eastern Time, the Baltimore Orioles and the Texas Rangers. Now, this is a little bit of a weird one. No official pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles. We'll tell you why again in a moment. Uh, Texas have Jacob DeGrom going. But without a pitcher, we do have lines, oddly enough. Um, Baltimore are plus 155. Texas are minus 200. We have a total of seven and a half. Now, what happened last night was, um, who took the... Oh, Kyle Bradish. Kyle Bradish. Yeah, he took a comebacker. um, And Tyler Wells was due to pitch tonight for Baltimore. Sorry, tomorrow. What? Yeah, yeah, tomorrow. Um, Due to pitch on Wednesday where the show is. Yeah, uh, Tyler Wells kind of volunteered to go into the game in long relief um, and forego his turn in the rotation. Uh, then at various points, I saw Kyle Gibson's name. and But then, no, uh, oh, sorry, Dylan, before we started. Gibson's in starting the- tonight. He's taken well. Uh, right, yeah, okay. So Gibson's moved up, and we think it might be Grayson Rodriguez starting tomorrow for Baltimore. I'm not 100% sold on that one, but that's what Dylan said, so we'll go with it. So after seeing all that, Noah, it's up to you to unpack it. Tell us about it. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, like, like you mentioned, officially the Orioles have a to-be-announced pitcher, but the odds are weirdly out for this game. So uh, they had Kyle Gibson going. So I think these are the odds for Kyle Gibson. If Grayrod does throw, he's a much better starter than Kyle Gibson. And it immediately creates value if you want to bet it like right away. But uh, I don't know if he's going to throw because he hasn't had the greatest spring and he kind of got beat up in his first spring, uh, first minor league start in AAA as well. Um I won't go deep into the matchup because, like we mentioned, there's kind of a big – it's kind of in limbo here, but there's only one way that I really can pick this game. And Jacob DeGrom got bombed in his first start, and now he's going up against an Orioles team who has a 942 team OPS, which ranks third best in the MLB. They're plus 165 on the money line right now. You can find that at DraftKings. Over 7.5 also is plus 100 there, too. I feel pretty good about that over since we have no idea who the Orioles are pitching, and really their pitching staff is not great top to bottom. Grayson Rodriguez in spring training this year, he was – 
I don't have the ERA in front of me, but he pitched five games. He gave up a home run in three of them, and he gave up four or more also in three of those games, and they were his last three games. Um, and he went no no farther into the game than four innings in any of them. And that four-inning appearance was against the Detroit Tigers. Their offense is not great. They put up five runs. Somebody had a home run against him, too. So he was just getting hit around in spring training a little bit too much for my liking. And then his first start um, in AAA, he had uh, he went four innings again, gave up four hits, three runs. Only two of them were earned, but another one was on a home run. When he's getting hit, he's getting hit hard, and that's not a great sign to see from a young stud. So um, the over here seems like a great play. And if he does go, um, that plus 165 on the money line seems all right. Well, okay. Um, the, the, really, the only take I had for the Orioles at, the, at this point was to point out how much they've been running. Um, there was some good stolen base chat in the Discord uh, last night, which is always a fun place. Uh, Captain Insano put out a few props for Seattle. I think I bet three players and uh, Julio Rodriguez hit at plus 550. So woke up to a winner, uh, which is always nice. Puts a little spring in your step at breakfast time uh, when your balance is more I than when that you... on yesterday's pod that they're running like crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so they, they've absolutely been at the races, Baltimore. So um, I just... Um, I think it was Texas run line for me. I think they're going to get to him. Rodriguez is flattered to deceive a little bit. He's another one, a little bit like Bryce Elder. It's kind of a little bit of a rush job. Um, so how prepared he'll be, and especially with a pitch clock and stuff, it wouldn't take much for, for him to become uh, discombobulated here. So yeah, Texas on the run line at plus 115. Um, Dylan, did you have much on this one? Yes, a little here. I agree with you, Malcolm. I took the Rangers here on the run line. I think this is going to be a theme for tomorrow for at least me. You know, uh, just another guy in D- Jacob DeGrom where I think he's going to have a nice bounce back star after getting pretty rocked uh, against a pretty good lineup in the Phillies. And like Noah mentioned, the Orioles have a good lineup as well. Um, and I like the over. I set my total at 8.3, so at 7.5, getting a plus money. I like that as well. But I also agree, I think Rodriguez can get smacked around. Uh, so I like the over, and I like the Rangers here on the run line. Okay. I think uh, TVDBJ um, is sold on, on Noah's handicap in there, which is good to know. Uh, 210 Eastern first pitch between the Detroit Tigers and Houston Astros. Eduardo Rodriguez. The left-handed pitcher will go for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, Christian Avier for Houston. The Lions, Detroit plus 190. Houston minus 250. Tolia is set at seven and a half. Uh, Erod really surprised me last week. I faded him um, and he was really good. He pitched okay for a lot of the, um, the that opener against Santa Beres last week. Looked quite sharp. Um, Christian Avier was okay against the White Sox, but they did kind of get to him late on. Um, in that in that game, he gave up eight hits and five earned runs. I mean, a handicap of this really revolved around how well Houston hit lefties last year. Um, and they would go deep against lefties very, very often as well. They hit about half of their entire home runs uh, off left-handed pitching. So I think some player props might be in order here. Jordan Alvarez, um, who... Yesterday became the fifth fastest 
player ever to uh, 100 home runs. The Tigers had their win last night for the series, effectively. Um, Erod is worse on the road, although see, he did a decent job last week. It's another ball in play, um, but I've got to take Houston on the run line. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, minus 105 um, on the run line for Houston. So again, I'm not going to win any prizes, but it's uh, I can only handicap it as I say it, boys. Uh, Dylan, Detroit at Houston. Yeah, same thing. Another run line here for me. I'm taking the Astros minus one and a half. Uh, I got it at minus 105 as well. I needed a minus 115 to take the Astros, so we got some value there. I just can't back the Tigers here on the road against Framer. The, the Tigers offense, they rank bottom five in every category except strikeouts. Yeah, you're right. They got their win in the series against the uh, Astros yesterday, but I think that's the only win they'll get. Uh, I think Valdez has a better outing in this game. I think they roll them, so I'll, I'll agree with you. I'll take the Astros here on the run line. Um, no, everyone's disparaging your Detroit Tigers. Are you going to talk them up? Uh, let's play the guessing game here. Javier had two starts against the Tigers last year. How many runs did he give up, Malcolm? It's either none or 18. It's 27. It's, it's zero. Um, hey! He had, he had 13 strikeouts, faced 30 batters in those two starts, and uh, was just dominant with only one walk. Um, two total hits. So this is a uh, first five team total under for Detroit. You can't paint this game any other way for me. Okay. I, I liked what Malcolm said. They got their win already in the series, too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's and not for go this, overboard. For this offense, they put up seven runs. I think that's as many as they put up in the whole Tampa Bay Race series. And they have a 491 team OPS, which is 40 points lower than the 29th ranked Washington Nationals. Detroit is by far and away just repeating what they did last year offensively. They are the worst team in the MLB offense. Mm, yeah, that's uh, there's some ugly numbers. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, two ten Eastern first pitch: the San Francisco Giants at the Chicago White Sox. Logan Webb will take on Dylan Cease uh, of the White Sox. Prices are plus one hundred uh, for the Giants, minus one eighteen for the White Sox, and the total is set at seven and a half. Dylan, um, it's another close game on the books. How did you split them? Yeah, this one should be a good one on both sides. You know, you got two good pitchers going in Dylan Cease and Logan Webb. I'm going to go under seven and a half. I made my total 6.7. Even I see four, I even see first five under fours. It's a little chalky. I like that as well. But uh, Dylan Cease looked unhittable in his first start against Astros. Six innings, only gave up two hits, struck out 10. And Logan Webb, he didn't have that bad of a start. He looked good early on, but he kind of got it kind of got away from him. Uh, he only gave up four runs in six innings, but he was also able to strike out twelve batters. So the game finished 5-0 as well, going under this number. Cease to start ended three two, went under the number. I think these pitchers are dead under pitchers. Uh, we also have 18-mile-an-hour winds blowing side to side, so should knock the ball out of the air a little bit. Uh, I do like the under. Maybe look towards a cease or web strikeout prop for both pitchers, but, uh, yeah, that's how I'm going to play it. I'm either going to play a strikeout prop depending on the number, and I'm going to play under 7.5. Uh, Bills Mafia DJ 92, looking forward to Dylan Cease day. Yeah, I love watching Dylan Cease. I love watching him put batters away. Uh, his put away pitches are really, really nasty. Fantastic um, name. And yeah, um, just unders again. I thought Logan Webb was great. I think he outkid Garrett Cole last week. Um, he 11 Ks, maybe something like that. Um, 12. 
career. 12. Uh, yeah, totally and utterly retweets Dylan's handicap under seven and a half for me, Noah. Um, the Giants lineup's kind of woken up a little bit here. More to my liking for that under. Um, for me, I would probably lean Giants to win this game, and it's behind Logan Webb. Now, uh, and throughout spring training and the first game here, he's looked much better than he has the rest of his career, and I really liked him earlier uh, in his career too. Um, the strikeout, the swing and misses are up for Webb this year, and that's a really good sign. He struck out 50% of the batters that he faced uh, in his first appearance against the Yankees. Um, so th- that is a little bit skewed compared to his past data. Depending on where the books release his strikeout prop, I might uh, deploy a Webb case here because uh, this White Sox lineup is – there has been there's plenty of swing and miss, especially at the top of the order. You have Yoan Mancada, Luis Robert, and Eloy Jimenez, all with a 27% or higher K percentage. Um, so I like the way that Webb is projecting early on in the season, and he's one of my guys. Like Malcolm says, you got to back your guys kind of in the first month um, before any data is really out there. Like, So I'm right there on Webb. I think he can put up probably like eight or nine strikeouts in this game too. Okay, so uh, to, um, we know Noah likes his uh, um, prop bets, his K bets. So, yeah, Logan Webb, uh, a name to follow tomorrow. Uh, 3.37 Eastern, the Cleveland Guardians at the Oakland Athletics. Hunter Gaddis, we know his name this week, um, will pitch for the Cleveland Guardians and is the lefty um, Kyle Muller, who goes for the Oakland days. Uh, Cleveland, a minus 125. Um, Oakland are plus 105. And the total is set at seven. Uh, Noah, we'll go straight back to you. Do you know any more about Hunter Gaddis this week? <laughs> Pretty short handicap for me. Uh, the A's won Kyle Muller's opening day start against Shohei Otani, where Muller only gave up one run in five innings against... He's going up against Hunter Gaddis here. Gave up four runs against Seattle in 3.2. Oakland at plus 115 on points bets, where I'm going to go here for this one. It's a pretty damn uh, small number there and i think a lot of people are going to jump on the guardian side just knowing that they're playing the athletics here and it's a short uh minus 125 you said for the guardians i think there's a reason that it's uh you know pretty tight uh considering it's the athletics in the game here so uh the a's on the money line is going to be my play i think it's pretty worthy um well I am one of those people who are going to jump on the Guardians because they're playing the Athletics. That was my entire handicap. You just disparaged my complete handicap. Was um, how how often are you going to see the A's at this price? And they shouldn't be. Um, yeah. This is this so is they, one of our the college experience Courtney Love plays where it just smells and you have to go the other. Yeah, way. I totally agree with you. But I, th- I mean, you just giving me Cleveland at minus one twenty five. They won four games, four four and one. The Athletics are one and three. Um, the Athletics scored all their runs for the week last night, so they've got none left. That's the end of that. Um, yeah, Cleveland at minus 125. I might be an absolute mug. The uh, the books have dug a hole and put lots of leaves and twigs over the top waiting for it to come along and fall directly into it. But um, yeah, if you look down that hole, you'll see me there. Um, Dylan, which split the tie, what have you got? Uh, 
gun to my head, I would side with Noah. I think everyone is going to be on the Guardians. I only made him a minus 110 favorite. So you're getting a nice plus 115 little home puppy. I do like the A's, but another confident play I like. I got over 8 at minus 120. I set my total at 8.9. I I like I think we get runs here. Hunter Gaddis he could give that up himself, I feel like. He was bad in his first star. Four runs on just five hits. The Guardians have gone over this number in three of their last five games. Uh, over is two and two for the A's. And I think both teams can contribute runs here. I think A's could score a few runs, and I think the Guardians can. So a little chalky at minus 120, but I do like the A. I see eight and a halfs out there. Still like the over. Uh, no, you're going to have to explain to me the Courtney Love situation here. Is Courtney Love a basketball player? Or are you talking about Courtney Love, the um, uh, the wife of Kurt Cobain? You just got to dive in. <laughs> I don't. I still don't understand. Say more words. <laughs> it smells. <laughs> got to dive in. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm not sure. Right at this point, I'm not sure I want to understand. Got to dive in. Don't you get it? <laughs> no. Oh man. God. No. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, yeah Lane Elliott also is in the in the chat. Yeah, I, I've, I've read I've read Lane's words and I'm still um okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think I've got the generally the uh, the general gist of it. It could be um might be a sword vitality situation depending on just how much go. it does smell. It's it stemmed from a Patty C comment, and we just we went with it. And it turned into it, it's another it's another uh, it's got a life of its own, I should say. So, yeah, caught up. I agree. I think I would um, put if I'm thinking around the line lines, I would have like Christina Aguilera in the same kind of boat, and, and that like she looks sticky. Do you know what I mean? Like if you touched her, She's like on the queen. face, She's clean. No, she's the queen. I love her. All oh, right. She just looks sticky to touch. I think if I touched her, she'd be sticky. Who's who's the one that's going around uh, right now? You know, Is it Radikowski? Who's that? Oh, Emily Radikowski. Yeah, she's, yeah. She's playing the field right now, I think. You know who looks sticky to me every time I watch American <laughs> Idol? Katy Perry. Oh, <laughs> she looks, yeah. Great example. <laughs> Great example. Yeah, she looks sticky. This is good. <laughs> Don't tell Moonaf. Nobody in the comment section tell Moonaf that we've discussed sticky birds for five minutes. Sticky birds. <laughs> right, okay. Um, Fort at Easton. Uh, first pitch, I've lost me drift a little bit here, is the <laughs> LA Angels against the Seattle Mariners, where Shohei Otani um, will go for the Angels. And Chris Flexen. Uh, draws the start for Seattle. Um, the Angels are minus 133. Um, Seattle plus 110. Total is sat at seven. Uh, Shoyo we just talked about that start um, against Oakland last week. He was great. Uh, six scoreless. Cade's 10. Batters. Um, and they still managed to lose. Uh, Chris Flexen's into the rotation for Robbie Ray. Um don't know how long Robbie Ray is going to be gone for, but uh, Chris Flexen, kind might of long release. Might be a little bit because it's a tendon injury. Uh, yeah. Um, so Chris Flexen always, always just turns up in this rotation at some point. You can't keep him out of it. He's, sort of just, he's always hanging around. Um, he, he has pitched four innings of relief already this season. Uh, four hits, one earned run and three walks. He was all right last year. He started 10 games for the 373 ERA, as well as those spells that he had in the pen. 
However, I'm going to keep riding the Angels. Um, I was hot on them uh, at the start of the season, which to everyone's amusement. They've started three and one. Uh, Seattle have started one and four. Um, the Angels have some momentum. So until something different, and you, like you say, you've got Superman on the mound as well. So uh, the Angels scored some runs last night. Yeah, I think it's a good price. One, uh, minus 133 on the money line. I think the Angels can keep on rolling against Chris Flexen and the Mariners, Noah. Uh, go to Dylan real quick. I'm calculating something. Dylan, say things. <laughs> yeah, uh, on the same side, give me the Angels here on the money line. I was able to grab a minus 130. I see minus 140s out there. I made him a minus 155 favorite. So love Otani here. Uh, I know they didn't get the win, but he was fantastic. Six scoreless innings, punched out 10 guys. And, you know, Flexen, he wasn't really bad in the no decision either. Only gave up one run in four innings, but the Mariners, they just don't seem to start the season right. Their bats haven't looked good. They've lost four in a row. They just can't score runs. I, I think it's a fair price for a much better pitcher. So I'll take a shot with the Angels here on the road. I'll take them on the money line. Okay. Uh, Noah, are you sorted? Yeah, so Flexen, he uh, made four appearances against the Angels, three of them as a starter. One as a reliever, he actually pitched better as the reliever. Um, he had a strikeout, no runs against him, and 1.2. But in the three starts, he gave up uh, 10 runs. So that ERA in four appearances is five. Um, and the Angels hit him pretty damn hard. Um, again, it's Mike Trout. He has a home run against him. At I mean, he's a maniac in Seattle. He's got an expected slugging percentage of 916 off of Chris, uh, Chris Flexen. Um, and Shohei Otani, not the greatest. Um, we figured out when he's hitting and also pitching that same day. So I'd probably stay away from his uh, props. But uh, David Fletcher, he has a 385 batting average. I don't know if he's going to start. Um, check the lineup there. And uh, Renhifo also has a 300 average. They would probably, that's a platoon. So we'll see who starts there, but it's not a bad guy to take um, whoever starts between the two of them there. I'm going to be on the Angels side here with Mal as well. Uh, Renhifo has looked uh, really good. He's uh, He played really well last night. He's doing all sorts. He's. Uh... I'm quite impressed uh, with Lewis Rengifo so far this season. Uh, the final game on the card tomorrow is a 7.40 Eastern first pitch. It's the only evening game, and it is the Toronto Blue Jays and the Kansas City Royals. Both teams stand at one and three. Uh, Alec Manoa goes for Toronto, and Zach Greinke goes for KC. Uh, the Blue Jays are minus 200, KC plus 155. Total set at eight and a half. Uh, Dylan, um, close us out with the Blue Jays at the Royals. Yeah, this one was a tough one to handicap. I did make the Blue Jays a minus 170 favorite, so it's a wait and see where the money comes in on. But hopefully if we could get a plus 170 with the Royals at home, I'll probably take a shot with the home puppy. Granke did get the loss in his first start, but I thought he pitched well. Only two runs given up. He just got no help on offense. Uh, and if Manoa pitches like he did last week, I think the Royals should be able to get some runs off of him. Uh, I, I think we can all agree that that was probably one of Manoa's worst starts of his career. I, I do expect him to be a little better, limit some batters. I got a nine. Maybe you like that under. I set my total at 8.2, but I'm really waiting to see where the money comes in. If it's a plus 170 with the Royals, I'm going to hammer that. 
I completely agree with you again, Dylan. Uh, we are synced tonight. Yeah, I've got the Royals here. Uh, it's the home puppy. I just think there's enough in it um, to make the Royals backable. Uh, Manoa, a little bit wobbly. Uh, we don't mind Grenke at home. So, yeah, there's enough in this for me to take a punt on the Kansas City Royals. I've got a price of plus 155. But if you're telling me this plus 170 is kicking around possibly tomorrow, then, yeah, um, I love it. So, Noah, do you ride on the, uh, on the home puppy? Sure. Um, yeah. Manoa, Manoa's numbers, like he didn't really get hit that hard by the Cardinals. Uh, only an average exit velocity of 85. So, I mean, that was probably just a little bit of a fluky start with the whole, uh, you know, Babbitt kind of thing, what you can expect from uh, average on balls in play. Granky scares me a little bit, but he is at home. Uh, Toronto active hitters have 320 average against him. Um so a couple of guys to watch here is Brandon Belt. He has two home runs against Granky in his career. He's 12 for 40. Um, that's a 300 batting average with a 475 slug. Um, Matt Chapman also has a home run, and he's batting 286 against him. George Springer, 538 against Granky. So, I mean, this lineup sees him pretty well. Um, also, Whit Merrifield coming home. Uh, nice little angle there if you want to take it um, against the soft tosser and cranky. But, uh, yeah, it's just just the plus money price is a little bit too high, so I'll, I'll go with the Royals. But, uh, yeah, that's that's all i got to offer there. Okay. Uh, so, well done, boys. 13 games um, in the books there. Uh, lock and dog time. Dylan, we'll come across to you first. All right. Leaning in off. Uh Let's go with my lock first. Let me let's just make this one short and sweet. I'm gonna fade the Nationals again. I'll take the Rays on the run line. I'm gonna fade Patrick Corbin. Uh, I don't I think the Nationals are gonna have a hard time hitting um Shane McClanahan. And I also do like the over for the Pirates and Red Sox over nine. I think we just gotta continue to bet yeah. that over. And for my dog, since I didn't really like any plus money, I'll I'll take a shot with the Royals. We just discussed it. I think the price is just too big. Granky at home, we like to bet. And Manoa, yeah, I think he'll have a better start, but it, I, I don't know. I, I just think the Royals' bats will come alive at one point. And at this number, I think it's a good spot to back the Royals. So Royals as my dog, and I gave out two locks that I really like, the over in the Pirates and Red Sox and the uh, Rays minus one and a half against the Nationals. Okay, Noah, same question. What have you got? So my dog's going to be the New York Mets again. I took them mm. yesterday against, or technically Tuesday against the Brewers. I'm going to go with the Mets again against uh, wow. Burns and Milwaukee. They're plus 125. And for my lock, I'm going to take the Phillies-Yankees over 6.5. Um, I think that both Nola and Cole have been hit around against the active orders in both lineups. And I think the total is a little bit too low for what the uh, Phillies bullpen has offered us so far this year. They uh, they're 30th in bullpen ERA with an 1130. And I really don't like uh, some of the arms that are back there. Um, I, I just feel like it was kind of a little bit of a fluky run from some of the guys like, uh, in the postseason last year and Dominguez and Alvarado, just to point out too, um, those are two guys that historically I've not particularly liked backing. Okay. Um, my luck, I went all, I've been all around the houses looking for these and actually it was staring me in the face the whole time. I couldn't see the wood for the trees. Um, it's the New York Yankees on the money line. Um, 
Gary Cole was stellar last week. And like I said, I just think the Phillies are sulking a little bit. Um, so I don't see why Cole can't go out and roll them over again tomorrow. Um, minus 130 um, on Garrett Cole and the Yankees. And my dog, I have Kansas City written down and scribbled out uh, with Pittsburgh scribbled out next to it with Kansas City scribbled out again next to that. And the answer is Texas on the run line uh, plus 115. So fourth time lucky for my pick. Um, I'm, gee, I'm not buying, uh, say Baltimore totally unloaded the bullpen last night. Um, so they're going to need some longevity out of Grayson um, Rodriguez. We're not entirely sure how prepared he's going to be or even um, what he can bring to the table anyways. I just think Texas look great uh, behind Jacob DeGrom. We'll see a vintage DeGrom start. Uh, Texas look great value there at a price of plus 115. And that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I think is done it. Um, Dylan, anything you need to uh, you need to tell the people before we crack on? Uh, no, just, uh, keep following us along. We're going to be pumping out content all the way till the world series. I uh, love that the chat is active. So come back every day. We'll try to be here at 5, 5 PM every day. So yeah, keep checking in and appreciate it and stay patient with us. It's a long season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially me. Uh, Noah. Yeah. I won't be here at 5 AM. Like Dylan almost yeah, said, almost but, uh, well, you're still up normally at that time. Not 5 a.m., but I mean, last night was the last show for TCE and we went till 1.30 a.m. So it shouldn't be like that from now on. <laughs> we'll see. Go <laughs> um, get some sleep, Noah. You deserve it. And I, I like watching the West Coast baseball, too. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I, my normal bedtime around the MLB seasons one or two. <laughs> I've been going to, I've been crashing at like four. Malcolm's seen that little green dot next to my name. Yeah. Um a lot. So yeah. Yeah, I wake I wake up and have um, have my breakfast and Noah's always still loitering. I'm like, go to bed. <laughs> Feel like your dad. Um uh, yeah, and I will point you towards the Premier League gambling podcast because why not? We uh, I went two for four tonight, but uh, one of the winners was plus 190. So profit, you know, four units, stake four units, one five. What's not like about that? And Ming and Bass have been in really good form recently. So uh, where you find all your other sports gambling podcast network stuff, uh, you'll find the Premier League gambling podcast in there too. Um, that's it. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, Moon After Machine will be hosting. And it's Moon After birthday tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so get him some squirty no cream. and Yeah. He's How furious with me because I'm going out. I'm going out on the beer, so I can't host. Um, so he's sulking a little bit. I, I think he's kind of fake sulking. He's going to pretend he doesn't want anyone to make a fuss. So you yeah, should all turn up with tonight. Oh, we got party hats happy birthday and birthday to him. Tomorrow. Yes, all of that, candles, cakes, uh, you name it. How old do you think he is? Like 53, oh, no. 54? He doesn't, look, he doesn't look past 31. Yeah, he does look good. He's a, um, look at that hair in the my, beard. My guess is 33. <laughs> His hair's so nice because he's so small, it never really gets into the wind, so he's, he doesn't really have that problem because he's sheltered quite a lot because he's, like, what, five foot one or whatever. Um, oh I think that's why he manages to look so pristine because he stayed out of the weather. You see, we, I look weather-beaten because I'm a, the height of a full-grown person, but Moonaf <laughs> managed to stay out of the... Uh, out with the weather, so that's his secret anyway. <laughs> yeah, so say happy birthday to Moon after tomorrow. Right, that's enough silliness. Thanks everyone for listening and getting in the comments and downloading and all that. We really appreciate it. Uh, good luck with all of your bets. 
Uh, the boys are back tomorrow. I'm going to go and get drunk. Uh, and until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>